Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. You want to be able to talk, you want to be able to make a difference, you want to be able to inspire others as a Chainsmaker, you have to listen to this episode. Anthony Waite, or Dr. Voice, is a dear friend of mine, a part of the Network for Transformational Leaders. And in this episode, he not only shares his own journey finding his voice, but he also shares how he has developed a system that is transforming people's lives and can transform yours. I'm talking about the central soundbeam and how that opens up for the box the box that you might be in, holding you back from speaking fully your truth and your own unique wisdom. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Voice. Ducky Duck! Welcome to the Changemakers podcast, Dr. Voice. Thank you very much. <laughs> Are we going to be doing this episode with a singing voice? Why not? I'm not sure if anyone wants to listen to this podcast if we do. So I'm going to drive dive directly into my first question. Dr. Voice. Yes. You started your biggest thing when it comes to being a vocal coach in prison. No. <laughs> no, I didn't start it in prison. I've been, oh. been doing vocal coaching for 40 years. Okay. Um, but I was asked to work in a prison in okay. 2010 where uh, I, I was, uh, well, in fact, I was doing a television program on Sky and they said to me, could you do prisons or could you do football players with this same concept of changing people's lives through singing? And I said, yes course so I managed to get a job in a prison and I as I was in the prison uh, I saw these 14 to 18 year old kids who were absolute murderers all doing all sorts of crazy things bless them uh, really lost in society the lost society who sat and and of course I was able to help them through singing and did help the kids in the prison a lot and then Sky TV decided they didn't want to do it anymore, the TV program. So I was left in the prison and I stayed there five years <laughs> teaching the kids because I had such a profound experience of being able to remove their blocks and, and take them to different levels within themselves with not just with the, the singing uh, I did, but in the English and other subjects that I taught them. So... It was an interesting journey for me, and I learned a lot about humanity in that prison. It was mad. You know, it was yeah. uh, quite an extraordinary time. Yeah, I can just imagine. When you think about it, think back in time, what do you think was your really the highlight for you, your biggest learning point? Um, what, in the prison? Yeah. Um, I think it comes in this language. 
I took an English class one day. This is quite an interesting story. And in the English class, I said, right, okay, I want you all to call out some rude words, uh, any words, negative words, bad words. Mm. So out come all these words, angry, peed off, fed up, hate, kill, you know, and all these terrible words were coming out. I won't swear on this podcast, but they were swearing. And, and then halfway through, the energy in the room changed. And this was something I was testing out. And the prison guard said, what are you doing? And they were looking at me. And a fight ensued at the back of the room. And then I realized, oh, my God, the negative words have affected these kids. And they, a fight ensued. So I managed to calm the fight down. We all calmed it down. And the kids then were sitting then. And then all of a sudden, I said, let's do some positive words. So I made them start speaking some positive words. So amazing, incredible, uplifting, you know, and all these things. And there's one little kid, he stepped forward. It was so funny. He walked forward with his little face and he went, wonderful. <laughs> and he said it so poetically, he went, wonderful. And the whole room went into laughter. Well. What was extraordinary about this, it really hit me, that when negative language was being used, it created a violent, upsetting environment in the feeling in that room between these prisoners. When we went on to the positive words and we got them talking and uplifting with these positive words, the energy in the room went up. So much so, for the first time in five years, they came up to me and all hugged me on the way out. Thanks, Doc. Great lesson. And as they walked down the hallway, you can hear them saying, wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> taking the mic out of the sky. And a month later, in the dormitory, in the prison cells, you hear them go, wonderful, still carrying this one word on throughout the whole prison. It was madness. But what did that tell me? It tells me and all of us that language is very powerful and that we must as our parents used to say, watch your language. And it's true. Your language can dictate to the vibration of a room, to the vibration of something happening. Uh, you know, what words are you using in your life? And that became a very poignant, important part of my transformational work with people. Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. Language is one of the cornerstones that we're talking about in the uh, No More Boxes project and movement. Yes. Uh, just that when we use a language that is consistently putting our focus on what separates us, not what unites us, we are creating separations. We are not creating unity. So, uh, yeah, I could not agree with you more on, on, on that one. That makes me when I, I go into language and, you know, the language that we use for ourselves, when we talk about ourselves, mm, yes. that are then preventing us to share our voice. Yes. Yes, indeed, our internal language. Like when people ask me, oh, you're Dr. Voice. Do you deal with the external voice? Yes, I do. And I, my expertise has been 40 years in training voices and stars and, and, and celebrities over the years. But there is an inner voice, which is the most important voice of all, because this inner voice is going to dictate to your outer voice. So what I tend to do is work with the voice outwardly, but also 
uh, united with the inner voice so that uh, there's a coherence, a congruence and a cohesiveness to uh, one being who they really are when they speak. So when a person speaks, they are truly being themselves in their sound and their language. And it's so important to have that uh, marrying, that, that harmony. Yeah, but there are not many people that have that, is there? Because, you know, what you, you, we're all used to getting this advice, which I think is so interesting, when we're being told, just relax and be yourself. You know, we all get that advice from people, but then how on earth are we going to be ourselves when we have no clue who we are? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Your true self, yeah. I always say this, this is my saying and adage I give to everybody, your voice is the soundtrack to your life. It's the echo of who you really are. Because your voice was there right at the beginning of time when you were born. First thing was your breath. <laughs> the second thing was wah, wah full confidence, full-blown energy, 64 muscles in your larynx ringing out to the universe saying, I'm here. And the confidence in that baby is extraordinary. It wouldn't even let you watch television. It doesn't give a damn. You know, the baby is really full-on in its sound. And the reason why is because sound is one of the most powerful vibrations in the universe. So when we enter into our own sound, which most people don't, most people talk like this. There was two guys talking in my studio not so long ago. This was the conversation, two directors of films here. And there was one, this was the conversation. Later, later. I stood there, I had no idea what they said. I thought I was on, in, on another planet. It's like we've learned and developed a nation of mumblers. Everybody mumbles, you know, and, and it's true. And I had a, a recent dinner with a, a celebrity who's a very close friend of Richard Branson. And, and I mentioned to her, I didn't know she was a friend of Richard Branson. I mentioned to her, even Richard Branson, who's done some extraordinary work on this planet, when he speaks, he mumbles. And he's, he's in a, a shy space because that's who he is. And I say this, if he used voice energy and the power of his sound, which is inherent in him and he doesn't, it would, his effect on this planet would have been a hundred times more. That is my opinion of the power of the voice. And it's sad that people don't, you know, open up to this extraordinary thing called our voice because we don't, we don't think about it. We don't even give it a, a time of day. We just go around aimlessly speaking from the top of our mind, thoughts and feelings we want to share with each other. If you did it via your voice, let me tell you, you would be so much more conscious, so much more aware of who you are, and you would certainly be with every word you're speaking, and every word you would say would be monumental, like a little present, like a little package you're giving to us. And that is real communication because most of us just waffle on and say things aimlessly without being in tune with our sound or who we are. That is so powerful. 
Doc. So powerful. Yes, and, it is. Yeah. And, and I witness this a lot with all my yeah. clients. Yeah. I mean, I've got clients who come in and go, hello, mate, would you give what you get? And they talk, I have no idea what, you know, they're just waffling away. But when they work on their voices and work on their technique and work on who they who they really are and their sound, which is what I help them do, I I do what you call the central sound beam, which is where I wake a person's central sound beam up. The central sound beam, I love this because it's a discovery I've only recently made, is that the central sound beam was there before the baby. So we go back right to the original part in us. And when we hit that central sound beam in our voice, it has this reverberating, powerful effect. And I've I've actually realized this from watching all the stars. One of my pupils, Sam Smith, who is a big star worldwide, I introduced him to the central sound beam. I didn't have a title for it then, but when I did, I saw what it did to his voice and it gave him heights and things he didn't think he could do. And most people do this when they practice the central sound. And it's like, wow, where's that coming from? It stopped the world. His voice stopped the world. People go, who's that? can't work it out you know it's like because it's not you it's not it's not the ego let's get this right yeah. your central sounding belongs to your soul to the original sounding to the god force in you to the god which to me is generator operator destroyer it's the actual power of who you are that's making your heart pump blood it's the energy in you and that Sound beam is connected to that energy in you. When you feel that, experience that, you become more conscious, more alive in who you are and what you say. And what you sing. Um, all the great stars who sing at the moment, you, I can sit there and I can show you, tick off sound beam, sound beam there, sound beam there, sound beam there. And basically, the stars that are really at the top are the ones that are so in tune with their sound beam, it's not funny. And they've managed to uh, make it part of them. Here's the funny thing, they don't know. They don't know it's the sound beam. They're just saying, oh, it's my voice, I'm a good singer. And they've practiced so much all over the years and they think they've just, it's their voice. Yes, it is, but it's the sound beam in their voice that is yeah. touching hearts and making, making people buy their records. What I call it, that's their X factor, the thing that no one else has because that central sound beam is just theirs. Yes, and what's lovely about this room, and I know you're, 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 you've shared this with me before and I'm so excited about the boxes, is that the voice itself, most yeah. people are in a box with their voice. Oh, yeah. So what the central sound beam does, it opens the box up. And when the box is open, more sound, more presence, more consciousness. Let's get to the word consciousness. What is consciousness? Utter awareness. Utter uh -huh. inness in the moment with who you are and what you say and how you feel. It's utter consciousness. And it's in consciousness we expand. We don't expand when we're thinking. In fact, I would go as far as to say this. When you think and when you have concepts, you are asleep. Mm, yeah, yeah. So have you ever met a person that has not been able 
to discover or go into their central something? Everybody has the potential. Everybody can do it. I've taken children. I've taken old people. I've taken uh, deaf people, people with cerebral palsy. I mean, just in the singing side, because I say this to people around the world, everywhere, that I'm the guru of the wannabes because I can get anybody to sing. And a lot of singing teachers, uh, they, they butt out when someone can't sing in pitch or when someone can't hear the notes. And they say, oh, God, they've got a big job on their hands. And they don't particularly like to teach people who cannot sing. But because I couldn't sing and I didn't have the ears, I went deeper into the ocean of the understanding of the voice, further down right to where the pearls were. So I was able to pick these pearls out of the deepest part of the ocean of the voice and understand, oh, if you did this and did that, you'll be able to sing like this and do this. And I managed to get all that experience from my own body because I had such a determined feeling of wanting to sing. And I couldn't. I sounded like Bob Dylan. Have you heard me sing? I sound like Bob Dylan's grandmother. You know, I've got more albums, by the way. But, but you know, it's like, it's like it's terrible. And so and this hurt me that I couldn't sing. So I went on the journey of finding my own voice and then found it. And it was great when I knew I had 10 singing teachers in my life saying, you will never be a singer. Give up now. Ten singing teachers begged me not to sing. And I remember standing at the Albert Hall singing one night and at the Palazzo della Sport and the Hollywood Bowl. And I remember singing in these places saying, where's those ten singing teachers now? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want to <laughs> <bend up. laughs> I'm going to show them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that is so inspiring, Doc. Yes. And yeah, that we can, we all have a voice to share. And it's important for us to allow that box to be big enough, if we, for whatever reason, to give us oxygen and give us that, that energy so that we can reinvigorate the energy that we have and that we are and to share our voice. I wish I could do this to your viewers and to every viewer in the world. I don't because it's private and confidential when a person has a lesson with me. It is what I do call confidentiality. It's rather like coming to a therapist. It, the voice is very personal to them. But if yeah. I was able to show people, the world, how a person that they're speaking or singing in front of me and then I put them in the sound beam and they sing and speak after they've been in the sound beam, it is chalk and cheese it is like what that can't be the same person it is quite extraordinary to witness and this has really really been the most profound thing for me over the years that every time it happens i get the person that's speaking to me it could be the head of the stock exchange it could be a big ceo of a company it doesn't matter when he's talking away and the next minute he's talking he says that's not me is that me i said yes that's the real you that's the real you and he can feel it. And most of them cry. Most people yeah. end up uh, being emotionally uh, moved by the fact they're making sound like they never dreamt they could. And it's extraordinary and uplifting for me to be in this field and, and be sort of pioneering this to a degree in the world in, in a different way than, than most people. Because most people work with voices, singing teachers and vocal coaches are probably not on the same path as me. And this is because I've spent... 10 years meditating, 
in an ashram for eight hours a day of my life. So I got very strong understanding the inner world that I was able to unite that with the sounds in us and the way. And that's why I think I managed to learn to sing because I really focused and focused on the awareness that was needed to become yeah. good at singing, which now I can teach very easily with anybody. Yeah, and I've seen that. I witnessed that myself personally. Doc, I know there are chainsmakers listening to this interview and they're thinking, are you using I, want to, I want to go and I want to learn and I want to find my own central sound being. How do they do that? Where do they go? Where can they find you? Where can they find information that can lead them to their own um, central sound being? Yes, uh, they can contact me on www.drvoice.tv. Uh, that's the old way of saying it. It's just drvoice.tv is my website. I explain a lot of things on there and the work that I do. And, um, you know, and I'm very happy to receive emails from anybody that has questions or designs of wanting to know more. Uh, I'll personally, with your group of people, Bruna, will take a personal touch with you all. Uh, those of you that are listening and like if you'd like to go into dialogue with me on this further i'd be more than happy to do that on behalf of Verona's podcast anybody that wants to spend the time on the emails with me and sharing with me and maybe even go on zoom if you want to communicate further oh yeah and i highly 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 recommend that it is a transformative journey and experience to discover your voice you know what is coming for me right now, Doc, as it's coming to the end? Because we started off with a little voice example. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what the name of the song is, but you know the... Is it an Iceland song? No, I think it's a sound of music. Oh, right. It, it, yeah, where they end and they're saying goodbye. Of Wiedersen. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. I, do, I, do. I like that. Go yeah. on then. <laughs> Come on, sing. Yeah, oh, we, have, we have a singing lesson here. In, it's, this is a brand new way of doing a podcast. We are changing it over to a singing lesson. Here on we. that note, <laughs> on that note, Doc, thanks so much for being the guest on the Chainsmakers podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, thank you very much for inviting me and joining me. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the Chainsmakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.